This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat Podcast. The adults are away this week. No Doc, no Soph. So I've got this lads with me to have a chat for the next however long we end up talking. I'm joined by Owen. How you doing, mate? You good, you well? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, the adults are away so the kids can play, which is... Uh, actually, I'm not too sure. Uh, Raj is a bit of uh, a rebellious streak in him and I'm not sure Soph can be taken too seriously either, but... Um, apart from that, no, I'm, I, I tell you, I'm pretty fuming because the sole reason I'm free tonight is because I've been anticipating probably like thousands or the tens of people that will watch this, um, the, the, the release of Ted Lasso, the new season, and I'm gutted to find out that it's a weekly release. I thought it was all going to be released at once, so my heart's broken. I've not watched the first episode because, uh, as you know, the other half is away, and like there's a few series that are on at the moment that I can't watch and mm-hmm. all like like The Last of Us is one finished it yeah yeah don't tell me um Ted Lasso is the other one and there's another series as well um I watched the Love Island final so I was all caught up on that <laughs> that's <laughs> the important thing um but yeah there's something else but yeah I can't watch anything because she's well, away. How, how far does your sort of morals stretch would you not be the the sort of frowned upon netflix cheat where where you go and you watch the show and then just pretend that you'd never i mean no because my time is worth way more like (laughs) i value time above most things so Mm -hmm. having to watch the same thing twice Mm -hmm. actually feels me like i i outright when we have like a movie night unless it's like my two favorite films i will refuse to watch something i've watched before or right. I'll refuse to watch something that I've watched or even that she's watched and I haven't seen because okay. I don't like the idea of her seeing it twice. <laughs> I'd rather us both react to something we've never... Does that make sense? I feel like that's weird. Yeah, it's like watch Jealousy. It's uh, yeah, mm. 
that 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 could be a problem for sure. You're way more moral than I am. I would 100% watch something and then pretend I've never seen it before. It was actually it reminds me of, and I know this is completely non-football related, but mm. I think I was about As, just by the way, listeners, this podcast <laughs> will probably be like 70% non-Arsenal, but we yeah. all talk about Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but when I was about 15 or so. Uh, everybody knows what fifteen-year-olds are like. I was going on dates with a different girl every week. Thanks at fifteen. I mean, yeah, man, I, I was an absolute yeah. player. Yeah, uh, believe it or not, I was, I was, I was, <laughs> I was a, a fine piece back in my day. But um, essentially, essentially, what I kept doing was going with a different girl every maybe week or five five days, whatever it was. And my classic thing used to be go to the cinema. It's the bog standard thing to do with a girl. And uh, man, I'm. Ashamed to say that I seen PS I Love You about six times in a month, and see, see the gut wrenching feeling of what do you want to go see PS I Love You and not being able to tell them that you're with a different girl there the week before. I'm sick of the side of Jared Butler. Oh my goodness! Oh wow! So, but clearly it was a successful tactic because you you, you found some keepers uh, with that. So well done. Yeah, yeah nice, yeah, nice, yeah. nice one. So, um, I feel um I feel encouraged to to switch gears to Arsenal at least for a bit um mm-hmm. before we go on to more. The reason why this is mostly gonna be um well mainly me and Owen talking and uh, unless so anything specific is obviously we're recording this on Wednesday night, uh going out Thursday, which is of course when Arsenal play sporting. So Anything we were to talk about really would be out of date within six hours. However, there are a couple of evergreen things that we can discuss. Um, the first thing uh, on Gabriel Jesus's return uh, is we've now been revealed to us, or it's been revealed to us, that there is going to be a documentary uh, about his return. I saw a varying level of response to this news. One, my response for to kick off was. Oh, sick. Like, that's great. Like, I can't wait to watch it. And I can't wait to see what the whole process was. But I saw people saying they should have waited until like he had done something when he's returning. Other people saying um, like the focus should be very much on the title. Why are we bothering with a documentary behind the scenes on this? And some people say, of course, they just don't really like the behind the scenes stuff to which I say, don't watch it. <laughs> it's as simple <laughs> as that. But what do you make of this documentary? Yeah, well, look, it's a it's a it's a funny one because I actually think that this is quite clever in terms of whatever you want to call it, marketing or strategy or mm. whatever it is, uh, with the timing of this because obviously the the interlull is coming up, so I'm not sure when the release date is, but if that would be fantastic if that series was available, um, within that week or so period where where there's going to be no, uh, club action. Um, the other thing is. We sort of got a rough draft of this with Hector Bellerin, which obviously was done, I think, independently. He 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 done that himself, and um, I would say that Hector Bellerin, uh, how do I put this lightly, is 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 a polarizing figure within the fan base. We know that rubbed certain sections of the fan base up the wrong way, and it, um, a lot, many times in, uh, throughout his career with Arsenal, I think unfairly at times he was he was targeted and singled out. Um, from a bad bunch and received a lot of stick. So you could say that he was uh, mixed feelings around Hector Ballon's reputation um, at Arsenal. But what I will say is that documentary was pretty widely positively received. I think a lot of people enjoyed the insight. And what I'm looking forward to is is that whilst I did like Hector Ballon, I absolutely adore Gabriel Jesus as a player, as a character, um, you know, just as a person. And I think to get a more in uh, because we're obviously, I think, going to see 
much more in in depth access, given that this is a clubbed backed uh, production. So for me to get a window into how the club treated not just those foreign surgeries and stuff like that there, but in terms of the full insight into the rehabilitation that he's gone through, um, and and how emotionally as well he handled that because we all know Gabriel Jesus is an extremely motivated person. You, you know, you could see him itching to get back on the pitch. I think Mikel Arteta probably had to rein him in a few times in previous weeks. But I think uh, for somebody who was so prevalent at the start of the season to be unfortunately taken out of the limelight, this is a good way for everybody to catch up on on, on how he settled in at the club. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to seeing the whole process behind um as you say that the doctors the surgery the the feedback the reactions from him you know obviously how he responded to missing out on what he loves to do day in day out um the the mental side of that because you know i i know that andy loves to take the mick out the fact that i bring it up all the time apparently but i did indeed rupture my acl so i've (laughs) gone through that myself um and i know like the mental implications is very different you know for us average joes if you like um took me two years uh to get Mm -hmm. back to things um mainly because the hospital i was at lost the mri scan and i had to have another one done that doesn't necessarily have to happen for gabriel jesus um but uh obviously it's a much quicker turnaround and in particular i want to see kind of the reaction of of his body to the recovery process because from all intents and purposes it's been an accelerated return and he's kind of um, surprised the likes of Gary O'Driscoll at the club with that factor. Um, are you? Is there any concern for you? Obviously, we're playing sporting tonight when this goes out. Um, mm-hmm. Is there concern for you about rushing him back too quickly? Uh, I'm quite a, a pessimistic person, so I, I, I'll always be concerned um, <laughs> in situations like this. But I think these first few weeks in particular are often where relapses happen. And, and as you said... Such a sensitive part of the body, those ligaments, especially with, with things like tears and after surgery, and it's it, it's pre, it's a pretty sketchy uh, process. But I think it's amazing when you look back. You know, it only feels like a few weeks ago that we were sitting and I was asking Doctor Raj about the size of Gabriel Jesus's leg and some of the rehabilitation photographs that were put out on the website, yeah. and that was really really concerning. And for me to see him come back, and you know, sometimes something needs to go from your life and, and then be reintroduced just to see how good it is. And whilst uh, players like Leandro Trossard and Ga- Gabriel Martinelli and, and Eddie and Kadia, I think has done a brilliant job. All those guys as a collective, I mean, what a job they've done in, in terms of filling in, but he just looks like a completely different level to the rest of them. And if that's him, Rusty coming back off a long-term injury, you know, God help anybody that's in his way come towards the tail end of the season. But, the one thing I will say is that this is a good position to be in. This is this is a sort of luxury that we haven't had in years gone by, and it's where a player comes back and it bang, push him straight back into action because we're so desperate. With the performances of those players that I just mentioned, Martinelli and, and Trossard, we don't need to take any risks. You know, if it's uh, tonight uh, against Sporting, I, I, if it was me and it was my choice, 20, 25 minutes max um, towards the end of the game. Another thing I worry about as well with that game in particular is, is that, uh, you know, we know we're sporting or sitting um, in, in their domestic league. This is probably the biggest opportunity they have for, 
for you know uh, some form of success in their season. So their players are going to be motivated, and and I would expect you know heavy challenges, everything that you could imagine with one of these big games. Um, they're going to be geared up to go. So I would be wrapping wrapping them and baller probably wrap until the the international break comes over us, um, and then get them back into full flow. Yeah, it's it's really tempting, isn't it, to throw him in? I mean, I put him in my starting lineup for the preview show, and I finished that, and I was like, mm. <laughs> you know, what if what if the worst case scenario happens? But there's there's that intrigue about what he can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the club are going to make the right decision. The club have had experiences with Thomas Partey of rushing a player back and throwing him into the action too soon, and then experiencing the the drawback of that. So they will know what they're doing. They will have had the experience and certainly I don't expect them to not put Jesus into the field if they don't think he's ready. Jesus will know the frustration of being out and will not want to re-injure himself either. And so mm-hmm. if he says to Mikel Arteta, he's ready, he's ready. You know, there's, I can't remember who it was I was listening to, but I remember there was some, someone was saying like, he may have actually been ready a couple of weeks ago, but because he's returned so quickly, but they just wanted to make sure that he was fully fit and ready and available before we considered um, using him. But yeah, I guess maybe bringing him on in the second half tonight means that we are in a situation whereby the defence are more tired, so he's not going off from the bat. And then at the weekend against Crystal Palace, maybe you've got the opportunity to use him. But the, the thing is, with Leandro Trossard being so good, there isn't any pressure on that as there was before, is there? No, and <clears throat> the, the, this is the beauty of this, the squad that we have sort of formed, not us, let's give the credit to the guys who have done it, it's uh, mm. Edu and Mikel Arteta, and I think that what's amazing is that every single one of them players are tactically so astute they, they, they understand the game so so well, it's like when you think about a Jurgen Klopp player, you know the type of player that he wants, you know, high energy, high intensity fast paced, heavy metal football when I think about a Mikel Arteta player that's what I think of now is that somebody who has a, a very, very good understanding of the game and the ability to adapt and, and um, play different positions, be fluid, rotate. And, and that's the beauty of having these players now is that when you look at the game, say, for example, against Fulham, it's no coincidence that we're starting to see Gabriel Martinelli shine again with Leandro Trossard in that game because his natural instinct is to drift out left and those rotations start to form. So... Yeah, I have I have absolutely no issue with keeping Gabriel Jesus out of the limelight. Another point I'll make, just uh, to revert back to the documentary, I think we're in a, in a pretty cool position, um, and you in particular, because this is maybe something that, not to put ideas into your head, but um, something that maybe yourself and Raj could do separately, which is, which is break down that documentary, because we're talking about, was Gabriel Jesus ready a few weeks ago? Well, pretty soon we're going to have the insight to see when exactly he was ready in the process that reintroducing him uh, sort of played out as. Um, and and to see Raj's opinions on that would be very, very good because uh, as a layman, maybe whilst watching this documentary, I mightn't be able to understand specifically exactly what is being said or what's happening or the process of returning from something like this. So so to get his insight in something like that would, would be fantastic, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely an idea. Um, we're still waiting for information on the release date of the series. Um, but as soon as we get that, yeah, fantastic uh, idea. And I think we'll we'll do it. If only copyright didn't exist and we could watch it <laughs> at the same time. Um, but maybe if we do some stills 
uh, from the series. That's the way forwards that we'd be able to look at it. So yeah, we'll uh, yeah we'll definitely cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, we did receive some unfortunate injury news regarding Eddie and Ketia. Mikel Arteta spoke about him in his pre-match press conference. Said that he's a few weeks away, um, which is a big big blow. Uh, I know that. There's people out there that don't necessarily rate Nketiah. I know Mike's screaming, that's me, into his <laughs> into his microphone right now. Uh, as in me, not Mike. But, uh, you know, he's done a great job, I think, in the absence of Jesus. We we left, obviously, the, the, the post-World Cup period, five points in front of Man City. Jesus has been missing this entire time. We're still five points in front of Man City. And that is, in part, a, a big part to do with Eddie Nketiah, his goals against Brighton, his goal against West Ham, his goal against Manchester United. You know, performances like he had against Tottenham as well. He didn't score, but he was really good. And yes, there's been some games where he's missed chances. We think about Man City, you think about Brentford. But it's important to remember that, you know, what he was replacing was this world-class striker. And we've managed to maintain that gap. So this is a blow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that I, like you, have been, I'd say, heavily critical of um, Eddie and Katia in the past. It, for me, in his younger years, whilst he was still on the fringes, he just seemed like a kid to me who needed somebody to grab him and shake him and tell him, look at the opportunity that lies in front of you. And when you're given the opportunities, you need to go out and make it look like you're putting in effort because sometimes games just passed him by. But one for me, he was already over the edge. He was gone. But for him to to sort of pull himself back up by the bootstraps and 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 go out and and take on th- those uh, criticisms, likely that Mikel Arteta gave him, I seen a massive improvement in work rate. His 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 ability to hold the ball up was something I didn't think he would be able to do. His link up play, while still sort of. Um, well under the the bar set by Gabriel Jesus and Leandro Trossard, I still think it was was pretty good. But what I would say is that in recent weeks he has tailed off, which which to be honest, I I, I did expect uh, that was all my concern is I didn't think that Eddie could sustain that level of output, um, because we have to remember he wasn't used to starting that many games. You know, he hasn't got that many miles in his legs, he hasn't got that conditioning. So if I was to put a put a positive spin. On this injury, which look, I'm not saying it's a positive that the guy's picked up an injury, he's an asset, and I would rather have him there than not. But what it would say is Eddie's a confidence player for me. Um, he's somebody that needs to feel wanted. And for me, this buys Mikel Arteta a few weeks of having to try and please the player to, to give him the minutes that he wants and 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 introduce uh Gabriel Jesus and have Leon Leandro Trossard as his backup, um if that's what he wants to do. But for me, that that's the positive spin on it. You know that we're still well equipped uh, to deal with a run in. Yeah, and again, that is a testament to the business that we've done. It's. I think maybe we underestimated the influence that Leander Trossard would have when we signed him in January. And I think you look at the, what maybe would have happened if we'd have signed Mudrick instead. I, I don't see him adapting in the same way, obviously, that Trossard has to the move because he's already got that experience. I don't see Mudrick deputising as centre forwards like. Trossard has um, and yes I think he'll probably become a great player and he'll develop into a fantastic player in the future but if anything it might be it might be a fortunate accident in a way that we never got Modric and this season instead we've got Trossard because he's just been able to be in look so good I mean the problem is Arteta's got now is you look at that performance from Trossard against Fulham and I'm like he he shouldn't be dropped mm-hmm. at all 
He should stay in the team for the foreseeable future. But how how do you approach this when you've got someone like Jesus available to you? Uh, yeah, it's a head scratcher. But again, we're so fortunate to be in this position, and 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 that's the thing now is not only the players available, the players available that are available can basically play any single one of those positions up top. Like you have, say for example, six players. Is it that you have Gabriel Jesus, Gabriel Martinelli, Bukayo Osaka, um, Leandro Trossard, Emil Smith Rowe, like. Fabio Vieira in that mix as well. Like you can create a, a multitude of variations of, of 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 where these guys can line up. You know, Gabi Jesus out in the right, Leandro Trossard up top, Martinelli on the left, Saka on the right. You know, whatever you want. And and I have complete faith that the, that team that front three could blow the vast majority of teams away. Um, but I do agree with you. I think that Trossard has maybe put Mikel Arteta in a bit of a difficult position because. Who do you drop? Mm-hmm. Who do you drop? Gabriel Martinelli is coming back into form. Like Osaka, whilst I think has been slightly quieter, I think people are over exaggerating. Uh, you know that he's been bad against Fulham or had a, a bit of a ghost game against Fulham. I don't think that whatsoever. I think he's vital and integral to, to the way that front three play. But put it like this: Mikel Arteta has paid a lot of money to sit in that manager's chair, and to be honest with it, he deserves it with you know head scratching um uh, puzzles like this to work out yeah yeah if there's anyone on this earth that i'd want to have to make this decision right now it's him um mm-hmm. the decisions that have been made have got us into this position uh and that can't be disregarded so yeah i look forward to seeing how the dynamic kind of solves itself because it's going to be very interesting indeed um of course with this being the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast uh, i do want to hop over to our um our strava group if you're not involved in our strava group uh make sure that you do you go to www.strava.com forward slash clubs forward slash e-s-a-r-p um, just hopping over to the leaderboards from this week. Uh, I know we've not done a show for the last couple of weeks, so it's always good to get a bit of a catch up. I, I find it staggering, you know, you still see the people contribute. I know that we've not been around for a couple of weeks, but uh, without the regular uh, four of us being able to do the show, it's been very busy these last couple of weeks. But Lee Maddox, 45 hours worth of exercises that's ridiculous i mean that's ridiculous because the second place ross who's still done brilliantly was seven hours you know 45 what i mean could you ever see yourself doing 45 hours worth of exercise don't think i've ever done 45 hours worth of anything (laughs) i don't know Um, how you even i don't know how that works like can can i ask potentially commute unless unless he's cheating and like just put the Strava onto the car, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just a super hyper competitive dude. Um, yeah, tell me this, and maybe this is me being a um, uh, you can think of a multitude of words to describe me, but uh, bad. Um, see, when I look at these Strava groups, yeah, am I bad for not really appreciating cycling as an exercise? <laughs> um. I mean, some people love cycling. Um, yeah, like, like, I'm not, but, I'm not say, a fan. I'm say, for example, fan. if someone clocks a 30-mile cycle, I mm. am more impressed by a five-mile run. Yeah, what's more impressive, a 30-mile cycle or a five-mile run? I'd argue the run because when you run downhill, right, 
mm-hmm. you're still it's it, you're still putting in energy and it hurts your knees mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. when you cycle downhill <laughs> just chill man you're just sitting <laughs> maybe <laughs> actually jesus i've stumbled across the exercise that perfectly suits me <laughs> yeah, yeah um, you just need to find a really big hill get driven to the top yeah. sit on your bike and then just sit all the way down gravity assisted cross-country cycling yes that that is your sport that's your niche you found it yeah so when you're getting in shape for the wedding it's uh that's, that's what you're gonna have to do oh dear me lovely stuff um yes yeah, so that's that's the strava group if you are we've got 110 members um involved already which i know obviously this is a very niche group but very happy we've already got a community of people that have even met up with one uh one another in spain believe it of all places which is brilliant so uh yes do get involved with our strava group this uh www.strava.com slash club slash e-s-a-r-p to join up um so yes uh, i want to talk about um in the last kind of portion of the show is is kind of the fitness and health at the moment obviously when i got married though in i tried to lose weight I, I know that you you've got this fateful day coming up for you as well are you now working on trying to to get as much in shape as you can no <laughs> <laughs> um look with me with me i always find that um i would hate to see the position that i'd be in if it wasn't for playing football um also with my work i do walk quite a lot as well so that's something you know when i come home from work uh my missus is always wanting to go for a walk and it's like i've already walked 10 miles today this is brutal uh, i don't record that in strava by the way i'm going to do that because it doesn't count apparently um why? But, I, I put golf on to Strava. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you're injured. I'm just lazy. Um, so there's there's a difference. Um, I As I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, look, I'm somebody that... I wouldn't say I'm not motivated. That's not something. But or certain things motivate me. I need something to be held accountable for or some target goal to aim for that can't be about appearance or uh, that that doesn't do it for me you know uh, the the whole slimming down or losing weight or this or that it has to be some sort of sport and competitive reason for example uh, a white collar boxing event i done that years ago and that was one of the best things i ever did to get me in shape or a 10k race or something like that i need something so i think that i need to find something to get back at it but here i remember we did a challenge a while back tom and i know that you're off your feet in terms of running so how would you feel about I setting? I should be back soon, to be fair. How would you feel sure. about a push-up, a, a certain amount of push-ups a day challenge or mm. something between yeah. us and, and the listeners can get involved too? I feel I feel good. I mean, my push-ups are... I'm trying to remember the last time I did a push-up. <laughs> That's not a good um, start. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know how many I'm going to be able to do. Um, Could you do 100 a day? 100 a day? Yeah, well, if you do five sets of twenty at any time of the day, you're fine. I'd I'd, I'd have to try and do a push up <laughs> just right, to well. know how hard one is. <laughs> Go, <laughs> I mean, when I used to gym, I used to do chest press a lot, but it's different. So, you know, because you obviously you're pushing up your own body weight. I think maybe yeah, I'll I'll, I'll get back to you on the push up challenge, and in the comment section below, let us know how many you can do. Be truthful. Mm-hmm, Don't mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I can do. 735 tell us yeah. how many you can actually do and uh, if you can actually do 735 fair play to you but uh, I actually yeah. find that this is <clears throat> I'm obviously out of shape now but I was I was in, in really good shape years ago and I used to think that 
I never lifted weights, never. I never did weights or you know gym sessions or anything like that because I always thought, and <clears throat> it was one of my old kickboxing instructors told me that people who lift weights tend to pick up injuries, and that's because they're trying to lift too much weight too soon. Whereas if you start to do uh, body weight work, like press ups and squats and blah, it's always the perfect weight, no matter what. You know that you're never gonna you're never gonna lift too much when you're lifting your own body weight, unless you're me yeah. or Mike. Not anymore. Mike's small now. <laughs> Mike's done brilliantly. Like oh, I saw, yeah. a bit, I saw. Her, did you see him on his day out the other day with um for his oh, birthday think... with some of the Florida lads? Um, <laughs> incredible. Yeah, fair yeah. play to him. He's done brilliantly, brilliantly well. He should be in the Strava group. <laughs> he's not. He should be. <laughs> he should be logging anything he's doing. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's done amazingly well. So send your congratulations to Mike at the Gooners Pods, who I look forward to seeing, of course, next month in Chicago. Uh, I'm. I'm assuming that probably most of the tickets now have sold out, if not all of them already. So, But there is uh, other events going on across the weekend of the 21st of April. So go to the Chicago Gooners website to find out all the information on that. Uh, it'd be great to see so many people. I mean, there's no tickets available in terms of the Thursday night in the Globe uh, pub for the Europa League game. So just come along to that because um, mm-hmm. I don't think you need a ticket for that. So, yeah, just, just come along. And that's, of course, if Arsenal actually win tonight against Sporting. <laughs> They've got to do that first before we get to that round. Otherwise, we're going to be playing Southampton on a Friday night, which is going to be very interesting indeed. Um so, yeah, I, I think that in terms of our uh, our show today, we've covered Arsenal. We've covered some personal fitness stuff, which, of course, you can, guys can give your feedback to as well. We haven't got so for the doc, so it was always going to be a bit of a shorter one. But, uh, Owen, is there anything that you'd like to, to finish off? Any final thoughts? Any burning things you've, you've got on your yeah, mind? I wanted to ask your opinion on this because I don't know whether I'm overreacting before we go. Um, mm. Eric Ten Hag came out and in his press conference <laughs> this evening. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, was thrown out a sob story of his players being suspended, injured, or <laughs> ill, and used Arsenal as the shining example mm, mm. of squad availability of the season. What do you reckon about that? That I'm fuming. <laughs> yeah, I okay. I don't think you should be fuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's trying to dig Arsenal out. I don't. Th- I think it's. I think he's just kind of look from the from the like the distance. Right. I have sympathy for his point of view. Yes, the obvious argument is we've lost Gabriel Jesus for four months. That's the obvious response. But that's nothing compared to some of the Liverpool injury spates that they've had. Like some of the spates in Liverpool have had has been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like Chelsea have had a number of really big issues as well. Um, I think on the whole, Arsenal have been fairly fortunate this season with injuries. So I'm not annoyed by what he said. He could just not bring up Arsenal, and that would avoid <laughs> yeah. anything. He See, could just mention uh, that they've been unlucky of injuries, you know, but he didn't. He did choose Arsenal, and that was a risky and a little bit maybe naive tactic. Yeah, he's po- poking part. the bear. The dude obviously doesn't understand yeah. our fan base whatsoever. But uh, yeah. See, it's annoying for me because I know, and, and put your swords away for a second until I explain my point. Um, I'm trying to like Man United. Not, not, not. Uh, uh, always. There's nothing in the world. There's nothing in the world I hate more than Man United. Even Spurs. that lot down the road. No, yeah. United's top for me. I hate. Them. Really? Wow. Oh, the space. But what I'm trying to do is have some sort of a, a positive look on clubs like United and clubs like Liverpool and clubs like Tottenham, because 
they are they're, they're self-made to a certain extent and i for the life can't get over people cheering newcastle in the league cup final and i can't understand for the life of me people heaping praise and 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 support on the man city this year with the alleged um allegations hanging over them i just i don't understand it when you look at a club like arsenal who have done everything the right way who have the youngest players have you know a young manager who played for the club it's getting to me that you know why though it's nothing to do with the the club or the football you know why people hate us right uh, because Lee Judges, no, no, yeah, I'm just it's judges. Of Lee judges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's because of Lee Judges. But no, it's because of the fans, mate. It's because <laughs> as a fan base, we are we've got some terrible fans, <laughs> like, and we've got as a whole, we are one of the most reactionary fan bases out there. You know, I'm mm-hmm. guilty of it as well. I love winding up rival fans. You know what I love about the like, one of the things I love the most about the fact that. The Mikel Arteta has kind of brought unity amongst the Arsenal fans. 99% of us are all back in this thing. 99.9, I think there's very few people that aren't now, you know. Um, is that finally the civil war is over and the war with other clubs <laughs> has absolutely gone to a new level. Right? Yeah. And I love but... that being back. That's what it used to be for us. It used to be us against the world. And it's mm-hmm. felt like it's us against other members of our own club for so long. That I've yeah. forgotten about the hatreds of Chelsea and Spurs and United because there's been so many other prats within the fan base that we've had to worry about, arguing with, debating with, mm-hmm. and even entertaining the ludicrousy of their opinions when actually the real enemy has always been everybody else other than Arsenal fans. And I love the fact that we've got that back again this season. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of like... I understand their hatred for us, Owen. So, no, I'm not going to start trying to like those. I get where you're coming from 100% with what you're saying regarding Newcastle and Man City. You're absolutely right. But you, what you have to understand is no one likes us, mate. <laughs> no. And, and the reason like, why you say you hate Man United more than any, there'll be Man United fans, Chelsea fans that hate Arsenal more than any other club because of mm-hmm. the fan base. It's as simple as that. I thought we were quite sort of reserved and modest and you know oh it's no. still 50 50 i'm not sure whether we're going to win the league but yous are obviously out there blowing your trumpet same trying to keep things cool at the minute <laughs> oh mate you've got to, this might not happen we might not win the league so whilst i can use this i'm gonna yeah. use it and and squeeze every last inch out of uh this potential league title win um yeah mate if we win the league this season no one's safe no one is safe <laughs> no um, no yeah <laughs> Especially yeah. if we hit London up all together as well. That's that that's in the works as well. Not not that I'm premature planning anything, but it, it, it's on the cards. It's on the cards. Mm. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see what happens. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Owen, thank you so much for your time this evening, mate. Much appreciated. No, it's a pleasure as always, buddy. Pleasure as always. And hopefully we're sipping down pints in the tally in May with a, a golden badge strapped to our top for next season. That would be beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, you can find Owen on Twitter at Owen Young AFC. Make sure you find him. That's E O I N for Owen. Uh, I always have to make sure that you say that. Um, Owen Young AFC on Twitter. You can find myself at Tom Cantamedia at the Gunatalk TV. Uh, let us know down in the comment section below how many press ups you can do. Um, just try and be truthful and make me feel better because that would be very much appreciated. Um, Owen can do, I don't know, how many, how many you reckon you could do? Do you reckon you could do 100 push ups in a day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you give yourself the whole day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I could probably do thirty in a go. I'd say 
um, wow. ar- around that. Yeah, I think that's but, impressive. Yeah, especially when you're as fat as I am. But this, that's my bread and butter, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, 30 maybe. But look, any outlandish claims and we'll be asking for video evidence. Video. So, yeah. yeah, Yes, we will. Yes, we will. And Strava Group, if you want to post your videos, you're doing as many press-ups, feel free. Chuck them in there. It's www.strava.com slash club slash E-S-A-R-P. You've been listening to the Eat Sleep Arsenal Repeat podcast. Please do drop a like. On the video, please subscribe to the Guna Talk if you haven't done so already. Subscribe to the Guna's Pod where you can see more of Owen as well and Mike and Jared and Andy if he bothers ever showing up. Uh, and Mike Hurts, of course, and plenty others too. So do go and tune in over there and continue to watch over here. Drop a like if you've enjoyed it. We'll see you again very soon next week. Fingers crossed with Sophia Raj back as well. Uh, but other than that, it's been a pleasure. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.